At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Good afternoon, folks, and welcome in. It is VSIN's Final Countdown. I remembered it. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel flying solo today. We got a good show on tap for you, though. Matt Humans, VSIN host and uh, game show host, I would probably call him. He's got a lot of contests going on here at the network that he is a, the mastermind behind. He's going to be with us in 15, get his thoughts on what is going to be a pretty good college basketball slate coming up tomorrow. There's a pretty good game later today as well. Uh, New Mexico on the road against San Jose State in the Mountain West is worth a little bit, so we'll talk about that one with humans as well before we get into the college basketball slate. And second hour, going to be jam-packed with a lot of great information as well. But we'll begin the show as we usually do with lots of news notes and headlines from either the night before or the day of, and let's go to the national football league because the NFL is King. And we do have a relatively popular quarterback that maybe could swing odds in one way or the other on the free agent market. That would be the former Las Vegas Raider, Derek Carr gets reported earlier today that uh, Mike Garofolo, it should give him credit over at the NFL network that Derek Carr is going to visit the New York jets this coming weekend. Obviously, the Jets, one of the teams at the top of the board for Derek Carr. By the way, I think that is now off. I was looking at DraftKings earlier today. They were one of the few shops that had offered this uh, coming into today. When I say today, I mean the show. Uh, didn't seem like they had had this up. But last look, we had the Saints as a favorite of 3-1. to one, The Jets at plus 330. Buccaneers at plus 450. And uh, my personal selection for this thing, Panthers at 5-1. to one. Then you get to the other teams, Titans, Commanders in that 7-1 to one range, Colts 8-1, to one, and the double digits for the New England Patriots. So, look, obviously... This is just a visit. doesn't really mean anything. So I wanted to add, I think, a couple of things here to this conversation outside of just, I think he's going to go here. Um, When you look at the match for Derek Carr, and I will say, it is not like I am plugged into what the Raiders locker room was like when he was here. Having said that, I do know people that were, and just what I have heard and know about this, I would say that the cliche of the New York media with Derek Carr would not be a fit. Um, just in terms of the way I know about how things were handled behind the scenes when it came to certain media members and feeding stories to them and whatnot, and just the lack of coverage uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Look, this is pretty still a small media market out here in Las Vegas, and I know I think a lot of people wonder, like, sports betting, what does it have to do with any? I think it has to do a lot with where Derek Carr ultimately ends up. New Orleans is a very passionate fan base, but in terms of coverage, it's still a little bit more minimal than you would see in New York. Uh, Same thing with the Carolina Panthers as well. I think these are the spots where Derek Carr wants to go. Now, yes, he probably wants to win a championship, and maybe there is something there where Derek Carr believes that he is the missing piece, and maybe that ego, and ego's generally a pejorative term, but I don't think I'm not using it in that case because these are professional athletes, and these guys think that they are very good at what they do. They should. They are. 
Um, so maybe that ego for Derek Carr pushes him to join a New York. I just don't think that whole entire environment is really a match. And the expectations thrown upon the shoulders of Derek Carr joining the New York Jets. For example, you join New Orleans, you join Carolina. That is, hey, you should be a playoff team, right? You should get to the playoffs. The division kind of stinks. Your team should be better with Carr. You join the New York Jets, and after the season that they had and the start that they had, the thought was that this team was a quarterback away from competing in the AFC. That's a little bit more in terms of a pressure pack situation and in an environment with that media coverage that I think those two things don't really jive in terms of an equation. But I also wanted to add this to the mix when it comes to this conversation because when it comes to the odds where he is going to take his first snap, generally where you're seeing them move and fluctuate with news uh, in terms of where he's going to visit. If you really want to read into where Derek Carr might end up, if it is a place in which maybe it is worth adjusting a future or two, I would keep an an eye on this market, which we just had up. Odds to win the Super Bowl. Not so much odds to where he might land, because you're going to try to find, if you're a better that has some inside information, you're going to try to find the bigger edge where it's like, hey, if he's going to go, let's say, to the Carolina Panthers, that team probably goes from about 55 to 1 to, what, 40 to 1? Maybe a little bit higher, considering you want to guard against liability. I don't think it'd be crazy, maybe 35 to 1. Um, and that might be giving you a little bit too much credit. But I think that's where you're kind of tracking it at this point right now. So Carr's going to visit the Jets. I also do think, as we mentioned yesterday, the indictment of Alvin Kamara does have a, a little bit of a um, – and a factor into where Derek Carr might end up going. Saints still the favorite last time we saw the odds up, but if he's not going to be available next year for a long stretch, I think if you're a guy like Derek Carr, it might alter where you're looking. So we know that Carr's going to visit the New York Jets. Again, that is the second team he has visited up to this point. New Orleans Saints, he visited them twice. And then his brother tweeted out a picture of him in a uh, Saints uniform that was quickly deleted. So we will see where he ultimately ends up, but Derek Carr on his way to New York. Uh, Let's stay in the National Football League. I actually thought this was a super interesting bit of uh, news that came down. Let's go to Green Bay. So Aaron Jones, the running back for the Green Bay Packers, restructured his contract for 2023, according to Adam Schefter. Uh, So he goes from, like, I think he took, like, what was it, like an $11 million pay cut or somewhere in that range, or maybe he's making $11 million. Regardless, it's a pretty sizable pay cut for Aaron Jones uh, to stick around with the Green Bay Packers. was in danger of potentially being released or however they were going to handle it and move on from there. But clearly he wants to stick around, so he takes a pay cut, restructures it, and he'll be back with the Green Bay Packers. Can I also just say that, um, speaking of contracts, did you know that Greg Olson's contract, like, he takes, like, a pay cut, like, when he gets moved back to number two? So, like, when Tom Brady comes, he takes, like, a massive pay cut to step down. I would not have agreed to that contract. Uh, regardless, though, Aaron Jones, the reason why I wanted to bring this up and the reason why I thought this was somewhat interesting is we we focus so much on these quarterbacks and where they're going to go, right? We talk about Aaron Rodgers, for example, who, by the way, is still under contract for the Green Bay Packers. We're talking about where he's going to take his first snap next year, and he's still under contract with Green Bay. But I think Green Bay is pretty fascinating because we focus on where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? Where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? What does Green Bay look like if he does go? Because I think Green Bay is a pretty intriguing team for the most part. Now, in terms of winning the Super Bowl and how you want to act at this point right now, clearly, like, if you think that Green Bay would be an interesting team without Aaron Rodgers, you're not betting this now. You're waiting for him to leave, and you'll see where the market puts them. But I'm thinking more in the perspective of what their win total is going to be as we get those um, and what they're going to be like on a week-to-week basis if Jordan Love is indeed their guy, which is going to be pretty interesting. Or, I mean, heck, throw him in the Derek Carr mix. What if they're a team that thinks that, hey, Jordan Love's not really the guy, and we want to instill that veteran presence if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there? uh, Maybe Carr is going to be there, but Cold weather, I think, is not something that really jives with what Derek Carr wants to do. But I bring this up because I think the Packers are going to be a fascinating squad because if you look at what they have overall, let's say Aaron Rodgers is gone and you get Jordan Love, and Jordan Love, as we look at in some really limited sample sizes, has been perfectly adequate. I mean, we saw, go back to last year, for example. It was, we'll call it garbage time, but the Week 12 appearance Drops back nine times, completes six passes, 12.6 yards per attempt, one touchdown, no interceptions, a PFF passing grade of just over 85. The guy's been pretty good in very, very limited sample sizes. I understand that. 
But I do wonder if a team like Green Bay is going to be a little bit more intriguing from a week-to-week standpoint uh, if they move on. And Aaron, Aaron Jones just got me thinking of that because the skill positions aren't bad, right? You have Christian Watson, who was absolutely tremendous down the stretch once he got fully healthy and ready to go. Romeo Dubs, uh, in training camp at least, was a very impressive young rookie last year, and a lot of people were expecting big things out of him. And maybe this second year is going to be where you're going to get that. Jones, as we mentioned, as we know, really good. Like, this isn't a terrible team by any stretch. So I just wanted to throw that out there when I saw that news for Aaron Jones because I do think that Green Bay is going to be pretty interesting squad as we get into next season if Aaron Rodgers is going to be gone. And if he's still there, they're going to be a a pretty good squad. All right, let's go to the NBA really quickly before we get out of here because uh, we do have um, another report that I thought was interesting, and I wanted to tie this into a future um, thought as we kind of get into the all-star break and can now look around as the futures will be up everywhere and you can attack a bunch of these teams Uh, Colin Cowherd has reported that LeBron James and his camp are allegedly tired of Anthony Davis and his lack of availability. The quote from Cowherd, quote, LeBron and his camp have been frustrated by how many minutes he has to play. Uh, They can't depend on Anthony Davis. Also mad that Darvin Ham not keeping the pressure on Anthony Davis. Cowherd also threw out that you should keep an eye on the Dallas Mavericks uh, and Anthony Davis as a future pairing. Now, keep in mind, Anthony Davis is under contract next year and the year after, but the year after that is a player option. So theoretically, He could go into next season, play it, and then decide to opt out, become a free agent, and join the Dallas Mavericks, if that's going to be the case. And if this, um, we'll call it divide, is real between LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We also have that weird moment where LeBron actually set the scoring record, and then Davis was just, like, sitting there on the bench and didn't really celebrate with everybody else. Um, So it was kind of odd. I will give it that. I don't really want to buy like buy into a whole bunch of rumors, especially when it comes to a situation that might not play out for another year or two. But I will say this when it comes to LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Los Angeles Lakers. They're still about two games back of the play-in at this point right now. And the West play-in could end up being an absolute monster. When you're talking about the Golden State Warriors, a fully healthy New Orleans Pelicans, the Dallas Mavericks could slide into the play-in situation as well. They're only a half game out of the seventh seed. And the Los Angeles Lakers potentially being in the mix. Think about that. LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors, and Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram all in the play-in for the Western Conference is a real possibility. So what I wanted to bring up here was, all of this aside, I still think that this Lakers squad did enough at the trade deadline. You can still find, we talked about this on Harvard Handicappers a couple of days ago, plus 195 was the price for them to make the playoffs. It's still plus 185 in some spots. I would not say no to investing in the Lakers to make the playoffs. I know that there was a lot of hoopla about them beating the New Orleans Pelicans the other night, who again did not have Zion Williamson. But I still think what this team did was adequate enough to make them a playoff team. And they could do it, but they got to go the route and play in because the gap between them and the six seed is pretty high. But I don't know if that divide's real or not. I feel like there's something maybe there. It's really weird that Davis didn't want to get up and celebrate with everybody. Uh, But at the same time, it's the NBA. It's its own little soap opera. All right, last bit of news before we get Matt Humans to join us. Um, You don't want to laugh at things like this, so I'm not going to laugh. But Jacob deGrom reevaluating, coming up here after experiencing tightness in his left side earlier this week. Just say that DeGrom, as we know, is a very talented guy, but it does suck that, again, already, the injuries are starting to pop up for this season. You want to see what he provides for the Texas Rangers, but you can also understand why. It was like, all right, yeah, go ahead. Like, we're fine. So DeGrom, again, on the shelf for at least a little bit of a limited time, and we'll see what it's going to be like for him as we move forward and just what it's going to be like for him as you enter this season for Texas. It's going to be uh, pretty fascinating. All right, we'll take our break here. On the other side, Matt Eumann is going to join us. As I mentioned, good Mountain West contest later tonight. We'll get into that, and the weekend's going to be fantastic. Tennessee on the road against Kentucky, looking for a little revenge there. Iowa State on the road against Kansas State, and Baylor taking on Kansas. It's a massive card in college basketball coming up tomorrow. Matt Eumann's will have all the details details on that when we return here on VSIN's Final Countdown. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. 
but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving every game, betting splits page updated with DraftKings odds and numbers every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. And, of course, not just today's action up there, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to help. Check it out right now. Betting splits for every game up at vcin.com. Let's welcome in Matt Humans. As I have said, a game show host extraordinaire here at the network. Uh, many, many contests that Matt is the mastermind behind. I haven't been invited to any so far, but maybe one day I will. Uh, Matt, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Hey, man, wait until we fire up the NBA playoffs uh, showdown. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. Oh, okay. But um, it's a little bit too tough to work uh, contests for NBA and baseball. You know, I was going to mention that you don't sound anything like Stormy or Matt Brown. Uh, you'd be surprised to know I don't really look like Stormy either. There's a little bit of a okay. difference there. So, Really, it's the <laughs> eyes. I think that's what throws everybody off. That's a big difference. Uh, all right, let's talk a little uh, college hoops. First off tonight, I uh, wanted to go to the Mountain West because this is a pretty pretty good matchup here that the New Mexico Lobos yeah. and San Jose State Spartans are going to play tonight. This opened up pick. It's now San Jose State minus one and a half. I think it's a fair move. Tim Miles did a great job with this program. Spartans coming off a beat down at UNLV here at the Thomas and Mack from a couple of nights ago in New Mexico. Dropping one is what, a 10-point favorite to Wyoming at home the other night. What's the bounce back like for the Lobos here on the road? Yeah, a couple things here. The uh... – I think the honeymoon is over in Albuquerque yeah. for little Richard Patino because when um, when you lose a game to Wyoming and the skeleton crew the Cowboys are putting on the floor right now, that's inexcusable. And not only lose the game, get blown out of the pit. I don't care if Jalen House is out or not. You cannot get blown out in a game like that. So New Mexico normally plays very little defense. And without Jalen House, the offense is inefficient. And not only that, JVT, he means a lot. Jalen House means a lot to the point spread, but also to the total, uh, because he's a racehorse. Uh, House gets up and down the floor. He pushes the offense at a much faster tempo, and you could see how much trouble the Lobos were having offensively without him on the floor. He's had a hamstring injury, and he was uh, close to playing in that Wyoming game. He warmed up before the game, uh, decided he couldn't give it a go. I made San Jose a two-point favorite here. I also made that number not knowing if House is going to play or not. I was kind of guessing no. Uh, but I, I lean Spartans in this game. And the reason is Tim Miles is doing a hell of a job. Yep. And Omari Moore is his star player, but he's put together a pretty good uh, complimentary uh, team around him. And San Jose beat Utah State on this uh, floor a week ago, came to Vegas, swept the Rebels, which was embarrassing uh, for UNLV. But I, I think Tim Miles has got this team headed in the right direction right now, and, and the Mexico looks a little bit lost. Yep. You want to talk about how many Mountain West teams are going to make the NCAA tournament? There was talk that it might be five, which I always thought was absurd. It was not going to be five. It would be three or four. Right now I think it's going to be three. 
And unless New Mexico wins the Mountain West Tournament, which is probably not going to happen because the team just doesn't play enough defense, uh, New Mexico is headed to the NIT. I think uh, San Jose's in a little bit better spot in this game tonight, and I lean that way. For the record, I have not bet it yet. I want to see what's up with uh, Jalen House, the point guard for the Lobos. All right, I want to go to the ACC for tomorrow. Um, not the sexiest matchup of the world, but I do find some interest in it. So Notre Dame, the last time we saw them was Tuesday, Matt. They go to they, they go to Duke and they actually play a pretty tight game with the Blue Devils. Duke almost blew that one. End up losing 68-64, but they were 12-point underdogs there. Now they're going to hit the road for their second consecutive road game and third in four matchups. They're going to face Virginia. Virginia, of course, we know barely got by Louisville during the week. What do you make of this? The Ken Palm projection, so I'm sure the line will be in this realm, a 15-point spread in favor of Virginia with a total of 133. Oh, boy. Is that the Ken Palm projection? Is that high? I made the line Virginia 10.5. Yeah. Uh, so I, would, uh, I didn't look at the Ken Palm numbers. I like to make my own numbers before I look at his and see the openers. And uh, that number, I think that number is too high. I'd probably take the Irish, even though it's tough to take the Irish right now because even when Mike Bray announced he was uh, retiring and you thought the Notre Dame team would play with some emotion, the Notre Dame team just didn't have enough talent to get it done. Mm -hmm. And um, this is a kind of a dead team coming down the stretch, but I think 15 and a half is too high. I'm not sure if I got the guts to take the number, but it would be dog or pass for me in that matchup. All right, let's go to a slightly more interesting game then. Big Ten matchup. Um, Illinois, what do we do with the Illini? They weren't fighting that much against Penn State on Tuesday. Uh, that was a pretty bad loss for them, giving up 93 points on the road to Penn State. Now they're going to go back on the road and take on Indiana. Uh, Hoosiers have turned things around for the most part until they fell on their face uh, on the road against Northwestern. Projection here would be a four-point win in favor of Indiana, total of 146. Yeah, I made the number Indiana three, and I, I would lay it if anything. So I wouldn't be surprised if the number comes a little bit comes a little bit higher. Hoosiers won the first meeting between these teams, eighty to sixty-five in Champaign, which was uh, really surprising at the time because Indiana was not playing good basketball. Hoosiers playing a lot better now. Trace Jackson Davis woke up in the second half of that game at Northwestern. Indiana trailed by nineteen at the half. I'm not sure where the line I are right now. Uh, I, I was on Penn State in that game this week, and Jalen Pickett uh, put up 40, and the Nittany Lions blew him out. That was pretty much a rocking chair game. Uh, I think Indiana was probably in a little bit better spot here, playing a little bit better on both ends of the floor. And the Hoosiers fighting for second place in the Big Ten. I like them at home, but I really don't want to lay more than three, so I'll see where this number opens. So where are you at with the – we were talking about this yesterday. When it comes to some of these revenge spots in college basketball, because I think the market tends to overprice these situations in the terms of the team going for revenge, um, maybe the spread is a little bit higher. Having said that, we're coming off of a night in which two teams were in revenge spots. I think it was Arizona-Gonzaga, and they took care of business, covered numbers that were kind of inflated. But I tend to try to look against some of these teams in these revenge spots because I think the market overreacts to those. Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, it does. I look for revenge spots, too, in conference play, and I was not going to bet against Gonzaga. I was not going to bet against Arizona. In fact, I was on Arizona in that spot, but uh, I also lost. I had Indiana in a revenge yep. spot against Northwestern because the Purple Cats won in Bloomington 84-83 last month, and I thought Indiana was going to get some payback, and then the Hoosiers came out flat. So I was wrong in that revenge spot, even though the market opened Indiana plus one and closed Indiana two and a half. I had the best of the number from the night before, but it didn't matter. I think you just have to take those revenge spots on a case-by-case -case basis, JVT. You can't really throw a blanket over all that and okay. call it the same. I, I think it's it's all different depending on what the motivating factors are for the team at the current time and who's the coach, you know? So let's go to you, one of your favorite coaches, T.J. Otzelberger. It's a revenge spot for Kansas oh State, huh? Uh, this one, K-State, uh, back at home against the Cyclones. They went uh, over uh, to Iowa State back in January, lost that game 80-76. to Now they're back home to face the Cyclones once more. Uh, we'll go projections as 68-66. to By my math, that's a two-point spread, man. Uh, total of 134. I think it's interesting, too, because we know Iowa State's M.O., right? They want to force turnovers. K-State's had a little bit of a turnover issue this year. I think it's a matchup that works well for Iowa State, but what do you think? Well, the one thing I like about Iowa State is Caleb Grill. Yep. And uh, he transferred from UNLV to, to Iowa State. I think he's been the heart of that team. And T.J. Altsberger owes a lot of his success and aims to Caleb Grill. 
Uh, I, I'm not sure where this K-State team is right now because I think it's lost four or five. It's here three or four or four or five now for K-State and a, and a couple five, of uh, yep. bad losses. Yeah, a couple of bad losses on the road. Just when this was starting to look like a legitimate top 10 team, the wheels kind of fell off. I think K-State needs a get-right game. This should be it. And uh, I'll probably look at K-State or pass. So, Big 12, when it comes to, like, the big picture, how are you evaluating some of these teams? Because I feel like this is a better version of what we see in the Big 10 all the time, right? Like, the Big 10 usually just cannibalizes mm-hmm. itself all the time and then does nothing in the tournament. I feel like this is a better version of that, where the Big 12, like, these teams are getting tested every single night because every single program is freaking awesome. But I actually believe in this conference to make more noise in the tournament. Oh, I do, too, no yeah. doubt about it. I think, uh, you know, in the Big 10, you've only got, a couple teams might have a chance to get to the Final Four. In the, in the Big 12, basically every team deserves to be in the tournament. They're not all going to get in. Oklahoma's not going to get in. West Virginia's probably not going to get in. But all those teams are capable on any night of beating the top team in the league. And that's how good the Big 12 is. Don't forget, Oklahoma is at the bottom of the Big 12, beat Alabama by 24 points, right? So yep. I think the Big 12's legit. Baylor's playing a lot better basketball than it was early in the season. I think this Baylor-Kansas matchup is going to be a really good one, too, and that's a revenge spot, JVT. The Jayhawks lost to Waco by six. I I, I kind of like Kansas in the uh, in the rematch, but I don't want to lay more than three because I actually think Baylor's playing the best of any team in the Big 12 right now. All right, Matt, we are up against it. I appreciate it as always. Uh, um, did you weep knowing that Tiger Woods was not going to make the cut, it looks like? No, I, I was. it was very predictable. I thought that after he played well in the first round, he had to go out early today when it was going to be cold. I thought he would shoot a bad round. Matt, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks. Matt Eumanns at Matt Eumanns 24-7. You knew that already. You can check out everything he has. I, I'm not going to try to guess. He's just on late nights Friday and Saturday. I don't know what his show is called. I, like, I get, it's like Matt Eumanns and company, right? I think that's got to be what it is. All right, we'll come back. Um, All-Star Week. In the NBA, there's a really interesting contest where I think there's a wrong favorite. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, as the football season ends, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for basketball and hockey. BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game, folks. That's right. Other leagues happen during football season. I don't know if any of you knew that, but uh, that is something that does happen. So I have a little bit of trivia for you because Steph, producer Steph, was asking about this behind the scenes. The highest, uh, the, like the record, for most points in a single round, Steph Curry, 31 points in a single round. That was 2021. This is in the newer now 40-point format. The most points you can get in a, a round of the three-point contest now is 40. I will ask you this. I don't think you'll ever be able to guess. The record for fewest points scored in any round in a three-point contest. Detlef Schrempf and Michael Jordan. Hmm. How about that? The ultimate competitor that never loses, apparently, has a record for uh, for fewest points in a round in a three-point contest. All right, so let's talk about this. I've actually been kind of impressed. The DraftKings has actually added about, I think we were talking about this, what, six total markets for this whole thing. So we nerded out a little bit here. We, we've got some numbers. Um, I even think I surprised Steph. I was like, here you go. Here's like some numbers for all these guys. Let's talk about this. So let's talk about our top four options really quickly, and we'll get to the other guys as well. So... As you watch this up on the net, up on VEASAN.com, which you should, by the way, check it out, VEASAN.com. we got a lot to offer. Make sure you go and click on that subscribe button. We have a lot of different packages you can check out and watch. Um, but for those who are listening around the country, let's talk about this. So our top four choices in terms of odds, you have Damian Lillard and Buddy Heald at plus 425, Jason Tatum at 5-1, to one, and Kevin Herter at plus 550. Now, the way it breaks down is you have five racks. You get to place the money ball rack where you want. So obviously these guys will put it in areas of the floor in which they feel like they shoot the best. So money ball rack moves around. However, every single one, you get four balls plus a money ball rack, or excuse me, a money ball on the others. So you have your other options here. Tyler Hero at 550, Tyrese Halliburton at 6 to 1, Larry Markin at plus 650, and Julius Randle at 7 to 1. I mentioned that I think the wrong guy is favored here. 
So let's go back to Damian Lillard really quickly because you will notice that Damian Lillard's numbers really don't pop off the screen. He only is shoot, he's shooting 37.5% at a pretty high volume from three-point percentage this year, so that's pretty good. He's look at the corner three-point percentage to, to let anybody know who doesn't really have an idea of like what the baseline should be, you should be shooting about 40% or better from the corners as a three-point shooter. He's shooting 36.8% from the corner. Now, the issue for that is he's an on-ball guy. So if you're a corner shooter, you're generally off ball. You're waiting for driving kick opportunities. You're moving into space, right? You're actually moving without the ball. So guys like Buddy Heald, who is a two guard and plays more off ball because Tyrese Halliburton's dominating it. Well, guess what? He shoots 41% on corner threes, 42.7% overall and 50%. I think I got that flipped 50% on corner threes for Buddy Heald and 41% on non-corner threes. Regardless, I think the wrong guy's favorite here because Buddy Heald's freaking awesome. He is a really good spot-up shooter. Um, You know, some of these guys are a little bit better in terms of catch-and-shoot as opposed to, and this is how hardcore I got stuff. This is what I was wondering. Because catch-and-shoot, right, you're, like, going to catch, and then you're putting it up. Does grabbing from the rack constitute as a better, like, catch-and-shoot motion, or is that more like spot-up or anything like that? But if we're talking, I have a couple of bets here, but if we're talking about, like, my favorite bet, Buddy Heald, plus 425. So I'm going to weigh in, too, here. Yes, you are. With... Absolutely expert. Camera shot. There Re- it is. Really researched analysis. Okay. Obviously, I'm a Celtics fan. You might know that. But I'm not going to go with my guy, Jason Tatum. Okay. Strictly because his son is named Deuce. He knows absolutely <laughs> nothing about Trey's. Okay. Okay. It's a good joke. I like it. <laughs> Let's go back. Let's go back to our graphic. Uh, the guy I like is Buddy Healed, And this is strictly because I remember when he was coming out of college, I was talking to Skip Bayless wow. back at ESPN. Name drop. I said, I think Buddy Hill's going to be great in the NBA. And Skip Bayless basically told me I was wrong. That was disrespectful, Skip. And that's my expert analysis of why Buddy Hill okay. is going to win. I like it. Uh, outside of just the actual numbers, I do like that. Do you think that Skip Bayless would remember you if you walked up to him today? I do. Yeah? yeah? We worked for, or for a while. Yeah. I don't know. I think you underestimate the egos of stars sometimes. You were just another piece of data. No, I'm just playing. Stefan, he'll remember you. Uh, so, Buddy Heald, we're in agreement there. Can I walk you to one guy really quickly on the second page? I was actually really surprised. I was not going to bet on him at all. But the more I looked at this, can we look at our guy, Lowry Markinen? Look at the numbers for Markinen this year. He's been insane. He's shooting 41.2% from three. Fifth, that's not it. Then that is not a typo. 54.9% from corner three on corner three-point attempts, Larry Markinen. Now, clearly, that makes up a vast majority of his three-point production because he's only shooting 37% on non-corner threes or above the break threes. But he's going to be awesome on those corners. He might be worth looking at here at plus 650. Like, these are all pretty bunched together. And I get it. Like, you know, it's a three-point contest. You're not going to put a lot on it. But his numbers were nuts when I was looking at it. I did not realize he was shooting nearly 55% on corner three-point attempts. But the other day, too, like the two Pacers are pretty hard to turn down. Buddy Heald and then Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's awesome. 40% from all three areas. Overall, 41% from three. 43.6% on corner threes. Non-corner threes, you're shooting 40.7%. It is hard to turn down the two Pacers. But if you're going to sprinkle a little something, I think it's the two Pacers and it's Larry Markinen. And, um, I mean, do we, do we want to make fun of Julius Randle for like a second? Because those numbers are not very good. I don't know how he really got I was really surprised that he got into the three-point contest shooting uh, as poorly as he was. So I'm excited. I like that another three-point contest. And I mentioned too, by the way, kudos to DraftKings. So you have all these different markets up if you want to get into them. Uh, round one scores, for example. Here's the other thing. This is this is the interesting part. So they have they have round one scores, Steph, for this uh, three-point competition. Buddy Heald and Damian Lillard are both set at 22 and a half. However, Buddy Heald over minus 135, Damian Lillard over minus 120. So a 15 cent edge to Buddy Heald to go over 22 and a half. And yet he is the co-favorite with Damian Lillard. So I think there's a little bit of a discrepancy there. Should also note that you get starry balls. I just wanted to say the term starry balls uh, because those are like the Mountain Dew balls. So those are worth like three points. Those are like really deep wing shots, whatever it is. But I love this. Now, the other competitions that are there, like Steph, I know you have something on the slam dunk competition, I will say. And uh, this is the obvious thing, but it is very much uh, should be pointed out that when it comes to the slam dunk competition, Mac McClung, the favorite of plus 125, Jericho Sims at plus 240. If you're wondering who these people are, I'm with you. Uh, Kenyon Martin at plus 250 and Trey Murphy, the third at plus 330. Um, look, this is a judged competition. 
and it is four guys who are not really big names in the NBA. One of them is actually on a two-way contract, and he's the favorite, Mac McClung, and he's actually probably the more popular guy out of all four of these dudes. I guess he deserves to be favored. Like, he apparently was working on a dunk that you know, had never been worked on or has never been done in the slam dunk contest. Two of them, in fact, he said he knows that have never been done before. I will give you the floor on whoever you want to bet here because it is judged. Sometimes I will say, Dwayne Wade, it is fixed. And um, I don't want to get involved at all. So I'm, again, looking at their names. Okay. Cannot bet. Trey Murphy, the third. He should this be the three-point shooter, right? Completely incorrect okay. contester. Okay. Then I kind of got stuck trying to think of who and why I should pick for anybody else because I've never heard of any of these people except for Kenny Martin Jr. I did land on Jericho Sims. Okay. He is, of these four guys, the oldest and born in the 90s. Oh, okay. I am not born in the 90s, but... Big ups to anybody who was born in the previous millennium. And that is my reasoning for picking Jericho Sims. I like it. But now I'm intrigued. What year were you? Were you in the 80s? Oh, wow. Yes. I thought I was old. 87. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm not that I old. mean, 95. To, oh. Yeah. I was born Definitely. in 1990. I was, <laughs> I was born in 1990. So I'm pretty old at this point right now. Uh, okay. I will. All the power to you. I do not. I will not argue in any way, shape, or form. Kelly Bidlin. My alleged co-host on uh, Harvard Handicappers, although he did not join me this week, uh, checks in with his two selections. He's also on Healed, so that is a three for three. All three of us like Buddy Healed. Uh, also on Tyler Hero. I disagree. Just going to put it like there. I think Tyler Hero is not a good selection, Kelly. Uh, all right. And then the others, uh, we have the skills competition. That is actually off the board. Giannis Antetokounmpo, and I guess this is kind of a big deal. Uh, Giannis actually sprained his wrist yesterday in that game against the Chicago Bulls. It seems to be a minor injury, but now his status is in question. And as we know, Team Giannis is one of the three teams. We all knew that. Uh, in the skills competition, it is Giannis, Thanasis, and Alex. So I really feel like Alex got the short end of the stick when it came to first names. Uh, but also, we don't know what the skills competition is going to look like now Now that he's dealing with a, a wrist injury. Should also give you that Team Giannis and Team LeBron will face off. LeBron is a, a three-point favorite. Total of um, 325 and a half. I will say, I do like to bet all-star games under the total just for fun. Because you know you're going to get points, so you might as well sweat it out. Um, but I'll bet, I'll bet it under. They'll wait a little bit. It'll probably get bet up, but I'll bet it under just to have a little bit of fun by the time we get to Sunday. And then I probably won't watch and check the box score afterwards. As an NBA fan, that's uh, surprising, but I really do not enjoy the All-Star weekend. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Uh, we can hit on the Rising Stars Challenge a little bit later. I did want to hit on one more point on the association, a real point. When we come back, it has to do with a team that was in action last night that we saw get a big win before All-Star break began. And we'll also hit on some of the bigger matchups in college basketball this coming weekend. We hit a few with Matt Humans, uh, but there are quite a few on Saturday that are very much worth mentioning and maybe getting some ideas of where those numbers might open up by the time we get to tonight. That's all that and more when we come back here on Final Countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. 
But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The segment of VSIN Final Countdown presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and completely tobacco-leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. I got another text here really quickly. I think this is Kelly. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Third best in the field on wide open percentage. We're talking about Tyler Hero to win the uh, three-point competition. That's actually a very good uh, way to look at it. I did not look up these guys' field goal percentage on wide-open shots. It's a pretty good way to look at it. Third best in the field on wide-open three-point percentage. And as he notes where he got it, 7-1, to one, I'm in. Interesting. Interesting. You weren't in on recording Harvard Handicappers this week, but you're in on texting me. And I know you're, I know you're listening, Bidlin. I know. Uh, okay, really quickly, uh, I jest. I kid. We're friends, I think. Uh, we broke bread one time. I actually got to go out with Kelly Bidlin, Matt Brown, and a friend. And it was great. I have a, I have a video of maybe, let's say, uh, a very loose Kelly Bidlin uh, celebrating the fact that his drink was actually lit on fire on purpose. So it's really good. I'll show you guys during the break. Anyway, um, I mentioned there was a couple of points I wanted to make really quickly. Oh, can we go to the, um, the Rising Stars really quick? So I'm actually not going to lie. I was looking at this. I forgot that there were four teams and they're playing like a little mini tournament. So you have these first round matchups. Team Powell's a dollar thirty-five favorite. Team Duran is plus one fifteen. Team Yokum, Yokim, uh, minus one ninety, and then Team Jason at plus one sixty. And then the overall champion, Team Powell, is the favorite at plus one fifty. Um, you have the betting angle here, Steph. So I will give the floor to you because I had nothing on the Rising Stars. I missed the old days when it was just two teams going at it, mano y mano, for all the glory. So when I first looked at this, I looked at, you know, who these team captains are, mm. captains are, and I like really dislike the first three guys, except for Jason Terry. Okay. He's awesome. But other than him, I couldn't go off that. So I had to look at the rosters. I'm on team Jason Terry, ironically, because they have Scotty Pippen Jr., mm. who is the son of Larsa Pippen. No, I don't think of him as Scottie Pippen's son. I think of him as the son of Larsa Pippen from the Real Housewives of Miami. Not a particular fan of her, but I'm such say. a big fan of those shows that I could not possibly choose anybody else. And the last team that I would choose mm. is Team Pow because they have Scottie Barnes. And I can't get on board with two different Scotties. I can only think of one Scotty in my mind at a time. I would also like to sidebar with why... Does Scotty Pippen Jr. spell his first name with a Y when his dad went with IE? You gave your own identity. But Scotty, then he's not a junior. Scotty with a Y. Just saying. That's a good point. Well, are there actual birth names Scotty or is it just Scott? That I don't know. Yeah, I would assume. That's a really good point. Can you be a junior if you change the lettering of the name, even though it's the same? Um, headline Real Housewives of Miami's Gertie? Yep. Abriara? Uh, called Larsa Pippen the fakest housewife. That's a huge fact. Yeah. yeah. Gigantic fact. Uh, I, I know a lot about Larsa Pippen, but none of it is uh, safe for our show. Dating Michael Jordan's son. Yes. So that's not dramatic, I'm sure. No. Maybe, totally fine. Maybe Scottie Pippen Jr. will also 
uh, want to play for the honor of his mother and thus put forth a very good performance after being called the fakest housewife. Uh, I, too, would be pushed forward by that rage. Um, all right, really quickly, Los Angeles Clippers last night. I wanted to hit on this game, uh, last game of the first half, as we call it. Um, obviously not the first half. I think we're like, what, like three-fourths of the way through? We got like eight weeks left in the NBA season. So I'm going to get on the soapbox really quickly, just for a quick second, because I've been – I've been kind of harping on this for a little bit. And, like, the NBA season, as everybody knows, it's a slow burn, folks, okay? It's 82 games. It's a grind. There's ebbs and flows. You work things out. Things change. You get healthy. You get unhealthy. I would just I – would, I would posit to everybody else. I would put this out there for you to just watch out for the Los Angeles Clippers because when you talk about a team at the trade deadline that made moves – like, these moves are so underrated because they're just role players, Right. Who cares that a Plumlee is added to the Los Angeles Clippers roster? Eric Gordon's the big name, a former Clipper, by the way, at the beginning of his tenure in the NBA. Um, and Bones Highland was a buy-low piece that the Denver Nuggets clearly did not want because maturity issues and more. Having said that, these pieces fit really well all together. Plumlee is a great backup center to have behind Avicii Zubac. It's something they desperately needed, and that is like this whole thing. The Clippers very quietly just filled the holes on their roster, and they fit really well together. And it's a super short sample size. But you go back to last night, too, where they comfortably held the Phoenix Suns at arm's length throughout that entire game, a team that the market is starting to finally buy in on. And I get it, Kevin Durant was not playing. But the Clippers are starting to get healthier. They're starting to get more consistent. Since January, their defense has taken a step back, but it's because their offense has been much better, and they're focusing on that and trying to get that right. I would just say as a team that right now you could find in the range, I think in some spots, like, like my buy buy price was always all season long in that 10 to 14 to one range. And I've got them up to 14 to one to win the NBA finals. And that is a price that if you shop around, I think is still available out there. It was the circa was where I got it at. The Clippers have one of the hardest schedules left in the NBA. So this is going to be a pretty interesting test for them as we get into the postseason. But having said that, this team's just pretty freaking good. And I would just watch out for them as they come together in a Western conference that has a bunch of teams that are kind of all along the same level. But again, buy-in price at about like 10 to 1 or so. Just say, look out. This Clippers team did a lot of really good stuff. And uh, I would also say, unfortunately, it does sound like they opened up a roster spot today. Um, I don't know if that means it's going to be Russell Westbrook or maybe something else. We'll keep an eye on it as we move along. I don't think you really need it. Anyway, uh, all right. So college basketball. On Saturday, as we're kind of just talking hoops, chopping it up and going through everything, I wanted to hit on a couple of matchups that we did not get to with humans. And I also wanted to note, too, as I uh, was doing with Matt, uh, I keep bringing up these Ken Palm projections. I'm bringing them up because there's a lot of spots that we don't have lines up for these games yet. So it gives us an idea of where we might see some of these numbers in college basketball. So I want to go to the Big 12 because we got, obviously, a very big one. Baylor's going to take on Kansas uh, this coming weekend. And it's a, a fascinating game for multiple reasons, including both our top 10 teams by Ken Palm rankings. And when you look at the matchup itself, it is pretty brilliant because I, I'm interested to see for Baylor – as they have gotten into conference play, the thing that has stuck out to me when it comes to the Bears is that from a defensive efficiency standpoint, we've really seen their efficiency kind of fall off, and especially in recent games, right? For example, each of their last three games, defensive rating or gave up 1.043 points per possession and an 82-72 win over Oklahoma. They went and took on uh, TCU. Defensive rating in that one for Baylor, 106.4. And then last time we saw them, West Virginia, in that game, they won, uh, and it was a slow-paced game. Right, because people will look and say you only gave up 67 points, West Virginia. There's a 60 possession game, and they gave up quite a bit in terms of efficiency on a per possession basis. Baylor did, and if you look at it from a conference only standpoint, their offensive rating of 108.3 against Big 12 opponents. Well, that would be 10th in the Big 12. So I'm very interested to see how they match up here with Kansas. Now this is one of those revenge games, right? Kansas uh, went on the road against Baylor. Um, and got a win earlier in the season. That was back on January 23rd, 75-69. So this is one where it does look like the revenge spot, as we call them. But as you kind of look at this matchup, I'm just really interested to see Baylor, whose offense has been great, still first in the country and first in Big 12 play in terms of efficiency themselves, but how they match up defensively here against Kansas. And if this defense rating, if it's more just like a little bit of a blip on the radar because they've had some blowups in conference play, especially during that uh, three-game losing streak that they went on, right? Remember, they lost to Iowa State, TCU, and Kansas State. And during that run of losses, defensive ratings of 112.9, 119.2, 123.5. 
But those are hardly the only little blips on the radar for Baylor in Big 12 play. So I'm really, really fascinated to see what this is and if the market is going to open up in this range. The projection here would be uh, Kansas as a, uh, I think it's going to be about a four-point favorite, total of 152 if I'm good at math. So probably somewhere in that range. Maybe these numbers are out already. I haven't seen them before we hopped on. But that's going to be at the top of the list in terms of games that are going to be worth watching coming up this weekend. Also on Saturday, the other game that is very much going to be worth uh, watching. And, you know, as we're getting to this point of the season, a lot of these are revenge spots because, you know, you play each other in conference play. Um, When Kentucky was at its lowest point of the season, they uh, hosted South Carolina. They lost that game 71 to 68. A few days later, they went on the road to take on Tennessee. There was a number there, excuse me, it was a game that I got to watch on live that Saturday that morning. And they won that game outright, and they won it pretty ugly, and they got a 63-56 win over Tennessee. Now they're playing host to the Volunteers here, and it's a big revenge bot for the Volunteers. It's a matchup that I think the first time around, Kentucky, for lack of a better term, had gotten a little, I guess, lucky. But Tennessee doesn't really come in in very good form. They've lost three out of their last five games. That includes a loss to Vanderbilt on the road, uh, but coming off of a very big win over Alabama. So, Hitting, uh, hitting up Kentucky on the road in a big revenge spot here for the Volunteers who had hit like a little bit of a rocky patch in their schedule. Very interested to see what it's going to be. Projection right now, I think you got it at a total of 134 and a uh, five-point spread, we'll call it, in favor of the Volunteers. All right, second hour, we'll get back to the National Football League. Uh, Steph actually had a really great idea. I was looking at the uh, Comeback Player of the Year Award, and there's it's an angle that I think we're all kind of thinking about, but it's really interesting because we had this situation just a couple of years ago for a cinch winner. We'll talk about that when we return. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. 